Hi friends, my name is Jenna, one of the three voices you'll hear on this podcast. I have worked in the wedding industry for five years and I can't wait to share all of the advice, tips, and tricks you'll need, and even better, alongside two amazing other industry professionals. Whether you're a newly engaged couple, a wedding pro, or just want to have a laugh, we're here. Now who's ready to pull back those curtains and have a glimpse behind the party? All right. Hey, friends. We are officially one week away from Valentine's Day. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. I might have a child at this point. Um, let's talk about the holiday. Let's talk about the history. Let's dive into how it has become the holiday that it is and honestly has gotten so commercialized. I'm so interested in this topic and what better holiday to do a deep dive on other than Valentine's Day for us because it's the holiday of love. I'm here today with Amanda And we've both done some research about the holiday itself, and we're just going to try to catch each other off guard and see who has the coolest facts about the holiday. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I didn't know pretty much anything about the history of it. I don't think that, and it's so weird because we talk about like we've been celebrating it since we were kids. You know, handing out little valentines to each other. So it's so weird that we've never actually been introduced to who this guy is that the holiday is named after. Yeah, I'm excited. I went to um, a school, the third through sixth grade, at a private Catholic school. And before that, I went to a private, more just Christian school. So I had, I knew that it was based off of St. Valentine. Right. But all this other stuff we're going to talk about, no idea. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started. First of all, who the heck is St. Valentine? Um, It seems like it's basically a mystery and a little inconclusive. Um, I definitely dove into history.com for a lot of these answers. So basically one legend is thought that St. Valentine would authorize illegal marriages in Rome and he died for that cause. So he was killed because yes, I, I kind of want to know what illegal marriages he was doing though. Didn't specify that because at one point it said young couples. So I was like, are they Right. Yeah. So didn't really go into detail of that, but really, that's kind of a cool one. I think that this one's actually more what? Okay. Um, your first theory. Okay. So 
defied the current Catholic emperor because there was a ban on marriage because they thought it distracted the young soldiers. <gasps> oh. That is so sweet. Oh, okay. That's a cool one. That's pretty romantic and sweet. And the other story, they say that St. Valentine helped Christians escape from Roman prisons and was killed, eventually killed for this. And while he was in prison waiting for his death, he fell in love and he might have fallen in love with the jailer's daughter. Yes, she would visit him while he was in prison. And before he died, he wrote one final letter to her and signed it from your Valentine. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, and I don't, um, about the actual day that it's on, I think that that's pretty inconclusive too, if it was the day of his death or the day that he had a feast or something. I saw that at. Okay. Um, it is believed that Valentine's Day actually got its roots in an ancient pagan festival. So some people do believe that February 14th was the death that St. Valentine passed away. Okay. So if that's the wrong theory, there has to be another option. So there used to be a pagan fertility festival. And I am going to totally mark out how to say this word. Lupercalia. And if you know how to say it the correct way, please don't come out. Please do actually send us how to say it correctly on Insta. But anyways, this fertility festival was celebrated on February 15th in ancient Rome. And it was dedicated to the Roman god of agriculture. And it was a thing celebrated with all sorts of things that interesting okay all right so what else do you have okay so my favorite thing i want to talk about comes later in history so what i also learned in my deep dive is that at the end of the fifth century it was actually declared to valentine's day on february 14th oh What? So, as we talked about, even though both options of where St. Valentine came from do seem very, like, romantic gestures, it wasn't until way later when people started making Valentine's Day about, like, love. Right. Um, what I think is pretty interesting is all the examples we've talked about so far are from, like, Rome and ancient Rome. But Cupid, we all know, is very much associated with Valentine's Day. And if anyone's familiar with Cupid, he actually, I guess, can be traced back to the Greek god of love, named Eros. So I think it's cool how these two very different, especially like way back when this all started, yeah, got pulled together. Um, 
and it's it's thought that by the turn of the 19th century, that's when Cupid had a really strong major Valentine's Day. Obviously, he has love, love powers. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, you mentioned how Saint Valentine could have signed a note, like from your Valentine. So the first actual Valentine that they could find up, this is on history.com, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but the first one that anyone could find is actually written in 1415 from a medieval Greek named Charles. To his wife, he wrote her a poem while he was in, in jail in the Tower of London. He was only 21. Oh. So one of the lines of the poem reads, I'm already sick of love and my very gentle Valentine. Oh. So, super sweet. Um, so then we go to the 1840s when Valentine started getting mass produced, and that's where I think. It started being used for monetary kind of thing. Of course, um, this is credited to an American commercial kind of thing, Valentine's Day cards. They were adorned with lace and ribbons and things like that. In the 17th century, that's when flowers became a popular custom. And then now, and then one of the things I really thought was interesting and couldn't wait to share with you, Jenna, is about the little candy conversation heart. Okay. Yes. So those were actually, and I'm going to actually read this from my source, so I don't mess it up. So these are actually developed by a pharmacist named Oliver Chase. And so these essentially got their start from a medical like throat lozenge. What? Yeah, so this pharmacist decided he was going to get crafty and he built a machine to mass produce throat lozenges as quickly as he could. Okay. And that turned into him making these candies. And at that time, they were called nickel wafers, which my husband is obsessed with. If you've ever seen them, they're like these circles, different colored candies that come in like this waxy white wraps. Oh. They taste like chopped to me. They're And then those are the kids. And then later on, so it was in 1866 that our pharmacist's brother, so the brother's name is Daniel Chase, started putting messages on these microwafers. And so that's kind of, we're, we're getting closer to what we know as a candy cart today. But some of these messages, <laughs> this is from an article in Good Housekeeping. I've got two examples for you that they listed that I just, I got. Um, the first one, married in life, you have chosen right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I know everyone talks about, like, dresses and weddings. Yes. And we think that's very old-fashioned. But could you imagine being handed a candy? <laughs> yeah, that. that is, that's so weird. That's <laughs> awful. Um, and then the other one, okay, how long do I have to wait? Please be considerate. Uh, what? <laughs> I literally Oh my gosh! From 1866, that's so funny. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's so scandalous. It really is. Especially for the time. I did also see, I know that you mentioned that um, in the 1800s is when they started um, producing actual Valentines. I did also, I'm going to jump back a little bit. So handmade notes became very popular in the 1700s, I saw. And it's not only a popular holiday here in the U.S., it's also celebrated in Mexico Canada, the UK, France, and Australia, and they also have ties to celebrating this as a love holiday um, back in the 1700s as well. But then in 18 in the 1840s, Esther A. Howland, I guess, was the first woman to produce Valentines with real lace and colorful pictures. And she is considered the mother of Valentine's Day um, because she is the one who started what now um, is 145 million Valentine's Day cards <laughs> sold in the U.S. each year. Yeah. So she really started a crazy trend. I think that it said that it was the second most popular holiday to get cards. And the first is Christmas, so. Honestly, that makes sense to me. Not the Christmas part. I know. Yeah, because what? Yes, yeah. Do we have any other historical? So, you mentioned Valentine's Day is number two and how many cards are ten. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off of that and I'll answer very historical real quick. So, Valentine's Day not only takes number two for cards, but they are the Consumer spending event here in the US, right after That's crazy. I also found on bankrate.com that today's average spent on Valentine's per person is $119. Like per person you spend $5,000? No, that's how much each person okay. on average spends. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like, like it seems like a lot, especially when you're talking about everyone doing that. That's true. I know. It's. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I honestly kind of expected it to be a little bit higher because you're also thinking about not only getting gifts for gifts for your loved ones, but I mean, I know that I don't know how much it costs because I don't have kids who are in school, but I know that parents have to buy little cards for every single person in class, right? Yeah. 
when I was in elementary school, which I know was like a billion years ago, <laughs> but we made our lavender boxes in class and they were cute and like decorating them. Yeah. So fun. Now, um, I can't remember the last time they gave me one in class. What? And, um, in here, one of one of their kindergarten classes did put the brown paper bag and decorated it. So they did that. But besides that, they're like, okay, send the box to whoever you want them to bring. So we did it at home. And so, like, I don't have an art room supply closet in my thing. So you have to, like, make sure you have all the things they want to build it and decorate it, which is okay. But it's a lot. And my kids love gifting. Yeah. They love to be kind of home on other people. And it's so sweet. Like Valentine's Day. Yeah, I bet so. So taking all of that into account, that's actually pretty low of what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, and some of the articles that I was reading, like since, you know, the the way that people celebrate Valentine's these days, um, a lot of people will take trips and a lot of people will, I don't know what they're really considering, like Valentine's spending, I guess. But speaking of commercialized Valentine's Day, um, I... Uh, these are my thoughts on Valentine's Day at this point. Um, I think that the longer that we go on, <laughs> that the more disingenuous it's starting to feel. Um, now it it feels like it's more about what you get and what you're doing for... No, it reminds me more. It makes me feel like it's more about what you're getting other people or what you're giving your significant other versus like what you're doing for them or spending time with them and using the holiday as like an excuse to celebrate your relationship. Really? What's the, does it say like what the most common? No, it didn't say what the most common one is. It did, however, say that people are really not thinking like they are talking more about gifting experiences instead of a regular gift. So I That's, yes. I think um, it does mention that we still are not back to pre-pandemic level for gifting that makes sense. So it's it's so crazy to me to think though that we're going into like twenty twenty three and we're just now thinking maybe people will start getting more experiences like they were getting from Right. But who says that an experience has to be something that you have to leave the 
your home for. Like, I don't... Right, yeah. Right. Yes, but you can do that any other day, not on the day that <laughs> you have to wait or... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Go on a random Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I completely agree. And that's, that's how my husband and I have celebrated at least the last two Valentines. And I think that we've never really gone big and gone to like a fancy steakhouse or something like that. We normally save that for like our birthdays or for our anniversary. You know what else people were talking about is the rise in anti-Valentine's Day. So even if you aren't spending money on your significant other, if you are a single person, um, there are also corporate corporations making money off of that as well because there's funny cards and funny um, just little things that people are selling now that are anti-Valentine's Day. I mean, that seems crazy, but it is really funny. It is, but it's crazy that that's how commercialized and like monetized it's getting right I love Valentine's Day. I think it's... I know, because it's just, yeah. You just get, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just, yes, I know. That's a hundred percent. I agree with that. Something that you can actually keep. Um, and I love, okay. I love floor florist. Like we work with a lot of florists in this area and they do incredible jobs. So I don't ever want to harsh on, you know, them making that like good Valentine's day money. I'm sure that they are making, I 
I don't know, because in my hometown, everybody went to the actual florist and got them, like, delivered and stuff like that. Yes, because at least you're supporting local. Like, instead of feeling like you have to go to Walmart to grab normally a bouquet that's, like, $2 and they're selling it for $15. Like, it's crazy. That's true. Mhm. Yes, they're norm they normally look better. They normally last longer because they know how to like prepare the flowers to live the longest life that they're going to live. And a lot of times they'll deliver it for you and make it all pretty and that's really sweet. I I think that getting flowers at any time of the year is special. And that's really what my husband always says that he would prefer to like surprise me with flowers any other day of the year. And it's just like a surprise at the end of a busy work week or something like that versus getting it for me on the day that you're supposed to, like, it, it just kind of feels like that. And I 100% agree. I, I'm like, please, I love flowers. And I love whenever he'll get me flowers, like a little flower arrangement. But like, please don't do that on the busiest day of the year. And <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, it, you know, looking through all this stuff, I the one question that just kept haunting me in the back of my mind is at this point is spending money essential to expressing love it is yes right Right. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we make our own pizza into a heart shape. I don't know. Like that sounds fun. Baking. Like that's... Thanks for sponsoring. <laughs> <It's just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, there's just so many things you can do 
communicate. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we feel this like need to meet society's standards. I know. Yes, that was something else that I was going to talk about that um, I, I actually have you heard of any Valentine's traditions because there's one that I have always really, really loved that somebody mentioned to me. Um, instead of getting each other like lovey-dovey gifts, they would get each other a self-help gift. So like if it was something like some, some years it would be something like, you know, the coloring books that are supposed to be kind of like mindfulness, like relax you or something like that. It was always something or like the self-help books that you fill out um, and just to like get you to know yourself a little bit more and stuff like that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just something to like, I don't know, but okay. The the other thing that I will say, (laughs) I feel like this podcast is just all over the place, but I just have a lot of thoughts about Valentine's day. And I think, I don't think that it's, I think that I've been giving it a very hard time and I still celebrate it each year in our own way. And I love that. Um, but the, I feel like birthdays and Christmases and stuff and, or holidays, you know, the holidays are all more intimate and like special to the particular person and your family. So like holidays, you think more about like the whole family And then birthdays, it's more specific to like your individual person. And so I don't really get that vibe from (laughs) Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. If anybody has any tips or anything, like who here loves Valentine's Day and tell us what you do to celebrate. Tell us if you have any recommendations, um, just as long as I don't have to go out into the crowds, because that's the one thing that I really don't want to do on Valentine's Day is go wait for dinner on the busiest day of the year, it feels like. <laughs> yes, very true. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Behind the Party Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or email behindthepartypodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait. See you next time.